Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. You should. More on? Okay. Hey, Vet Church. How y'all doing? I'm uh, sitting on the couch, wrapped up in a lovely Afghan. Not just any Afghan either. Um, you and I met at the music festival. That's right. And uh, one of the ladies that supported the music festival with her light and love has uh, made these suckers. I got one for a veteran to give some money. You were given one, I was given one. And you're a veteran. And we're, and we're here doing a vet church interview. And um, Navy? Yeah. Navy. Four years, Navy. Hoorah. Hoorah. Good time. Long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so next year, I would actually be retiring if I see it in. Every once in a while, I think about that. You know, that, that nice retirement money. Oh, life. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not so yeah. great. But, but then, <laughs> then I, you know, I've been on a lot of life between then and now, for sure. It had been a totally different world. But uh, I think about it from time to time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right I hope that's not a regret. Uh, you know, it's, you know it's, 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 uh, I was young when I made the choice. You know, I can't regret the things I did when I was young. So. Wow. You know, totally. um, you got an incredible story. We, uh, y- y'all hear us and everything? Is everybody hear us okay? Volume okay? okay? Dave Glassman says, yo, Matt. Hey, Dave. A Hero Foundation. Kind of song you got. Um, Dave Glassman, we need to do a vet church interview with you two. Um, Marine, I guess you guys carry them places and yeah. drop them off that's, and do crazy that's stuff. That's right. I was on an, uh, an LSD, which would carry four LCACs in the back. We'd go to about capacity of about 300, 350 Marines, and we'd back up into the beach, shoot them out of a LCAC onto the beach. They could fly. Yeah, they take were. care of business. It's a funny story. I actually, when I first got to the ship, I actually won a trip on an LCAC. I was excited. I get to ride a hovercraft, and they, all these, uh, all the, all the Marines were laughing at me. The whole trip, <laughs> God, you know, the, those waves going into North Carolina. Uh, yeah, it was rough. It was fun. I won the trip. <laughs> what did you do to win the trip? Uh, just like a, it was a random drawing, supposed to be. Like, and uh, all the other guys who were saltier than me didn't want to, uh, you know, they all knew. <laughs> set up. It was a much different Navy back then. You know? <laughs> it was a much different Navy. And uh, it's it's kind of like you never volunteer for anything yeah. in the Army because once you do, it's a bad move. But I think the old acronym for Navy, right? That never again volunteer yourself. I, just, I was a slow learner. When Say I was that again. The never again volunteer yourself. Never again yeah. volunteer. Navy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys have heard that before. Right? <laughs> no, uh, I had it. I had. I was a slow learner. Not the, not the not the last time I got myself into something like that in the Navy for sure. <laughs> well, um, you and I met in the, in the woods in, in Louisiana. <laughs> Down in Morgan City. Morgan City, mm-hmm. sitting on a porch. Um, Picking and grinning at the at the hunting camp of the guy that owns that sauce. That's correct. And um, once again, him caring for veterans and and the weird thing is, you play some mean guitar. And that's you had won a that sauce guitar. Well, it was a songwriting contest. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to play 
That's something I've never had anybody on Fed Church play anything. How about the, I, we didn't we didn't rehearse this either. The winning song. How about the winning? Okay, song? I could do that. Uh, the winning song. Yeah. So this this song was uh was uh was written from like a a point of empathy about somebody who's uh you know he's not necessarily the best guy to his wife, but he, uh you know he he means well, but he um he just know how to love himself and always constantly seeking out in the world other people to love him. It's kind of kind of what happened. So the song sets a sets a tone of uh, of him and his wife out somewhere and and uh, you know he's off talking to other folks and she's upset and she she thinks he's making a fool of her and she's causing a scene and, and he thinks she's making a fool of him and they're making a fool of each other and they continue to stay in this dysfunctional relationship trusting the other one to change which is foolish. So yeah. That's what the whole song is about. Said what you doing, baby? I thought this was a date. Seems everyone thinks they're on it too. I know you're only being social, but can't those people wait? You said this night was just me and you. Mm, and I wouldn't even mind if you were only saying hi and doing what you said you would do. I know you say that things have changed, but it's just more of the same. Starting to believe that ain't true So don't make a fool of me I'm telling you, baby I can't let you treat me this way And honey, don't trade All the love that we have made To play the games that you used to play And baby, don't lie to me And give me your excuses You're letting people think that you're free
And I'm sure that I can find Somebody who'll provide All the things I say I need It'll foolishly proceed Oh, this cycle never ends so here we go again Lost in the sea of hope and green Baby, don't make a fool of me I'm telling you, baby I know that we both think it should end But I don't want to trade All the progress that we made And miss out on what we could have been Cause something inside you Make me dig a little deeper It's borderline insanity Now I'm trusting you to change Just don't make a fool of me That's all I'm asking, baby Yeah very last day of the songwriting contest uh, entry deadline was two hours away uh, opened up Facebook, popped up I saw it pop up on the screen and I never entered the songwriting contest before, sent it in never thought anything else about it, never entered another one after that and I guess about a, a month later I heard from, from Miss Bridget London whose lovely sister made these beautiful Afghans and uh, you know just I've been in a good place of love ever since I got invited over to the down here in Morgan City for the for a week long retreat with you guys, and then we had the the public facing songwriting festival. Let's we are on live. <laughs> yeah, all good stuff. Since then, just give me a heads up. So, when you when you're sitting in a man's living room going live, you know. <laughs> you that song blows me away. And, and you know, and, and that's the intended effect. Well, it is. <laughs> it is the intended effect. You never, you never quite reach that, you know, as a writer. Well, appreciate it. You'll always reach that as a writer. Well, the weird thing is, too, like, you know, I, what, what the whole idea of Vet Church is about is telling stories. Mm -hmm. And music's a huge part of your story. Yeah, a huge part. And and so the um, so the idea of it of having you play the music isn't so that I can promote you because you're playing down in Thibodeau today and you're doing. I mean, this is how you make your living. Sure, sure. This is your story. This is who you are. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So, and, and, and who I've always been, and there's been some denial of that through the years too. But uh, denial let's go back there because you weren't playing the guitar when you were in the Navy. Uh, you know, like here and there. You, you know, played a little bit, but you weren't doing that. You didn't write songs. No, no. But uh, you know, I did win like a a, a talent show, one of the Martin Luther King Jr. talent show one year on the on the ship, which was pretty cool. Uh, but it, it was always a tool for me to get what I get, get what I wanted. You know, just I would only pull it out to exploit the world. Talk to me about it. What do you mean? Uh, you know, you. I didn't get a whole bunch of, uh, of of love and attention from the world outside of me. Of course, my parents loved me, but uh, once I learned how to play guitar, and this is tens of thousands of stories like this in the world. You know, people uh, don't realize who they are. Then they get an instrument, and people start giving them attention, and that attention equals a little bit of power. And you know, somebody who who can't handle power, they what happens? We see it in all walks of life. They abuse it somewhat. What about the power to? 
love yourself, to be complete, to be whole. That's 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 a recent and ongoing uh, <laughs> you know endeavor, man. You know, but that's a. Uh, Every time I think that I'm there, I realize that there's something else, and I've got to, you know, take a step back, open up that third eye, look at myself, and uh, and reevaluate. PDCA, man, Plan Do Check Act. Plan Do Check Act. Yeah, that's uh, the W. Edwards Dimming uh, model. So you like process improvement. So was that part of like you're using your GI Bill? Yeah. Talk to. So you've used your GI Bill. I did. Yeah, that's one of the best choices ever made. Talk to talk yeah. to us about that because there's because there's folks sitting there. They have talents where they're saying like, "I'd like to play guitar. I'd like to write a song." You didn't write a song. It took you a while to do that. Totally. It took you a while to use your GI Bill. Mm-hmm. You get. We talked about getting kicked around, kicking yourself around. Yeah. Not realizing your own energies to your own power, your own mm-hmm. self, your own capacity, potential. your own potential. Yeah. And the potential kept haunting you because potential isn't a good word. Anybody's written in, uh, and for the military, an OER, an NCOER, officer evaluation report, or a non-commissioned officer evaluation report where somebody evaluates you. Right. And they use that word potential. And that's the weird thing is because you are you became an inspector and the, you used your GI Bill to become uh-huh. an inspector, right? Non-instructional testing, NDT inspector, would uh, test the integrity of metals, obviously without, without touch. They would use uh, different tools like dye and powder systems or uh, um, ma- magnetism in, in, a, in a colored iron filing powder to, uh, to check the discontinuities within the, the surface of the metal. Uh, uh, ultrasonic examinations, uh, x-rays, things to, to be able to examine a, a vessel of some sort or a, a, a pipe of some sort uh, and, and try to see there are any... Stuff that's flawed, discontinuities. That's bringing the, us gasoline to put the into integrity. our cars, right? I mean... It- and we talked about taking that same tool that you learned there. In fact, you spent some minutes with me earlier on the piano and you're saying, you go back in your life, there was some processes that you learned at some point uh-huh. and use those ways to talk to us about right. that because you taught me a great lesson over there and, and about using the tools uh-huh. that you've right. been given already. So um, so from um, from my time in inspection, I got into, into quality and compliance. You know, in oil and gas, we have a lot of... Uh, or, when I was in, there were a lot of um, codes and regulations set up by the government to ensure that that the jobs are being done up to a certain standard, so that we could ensure a lack of environmental impact, lack of uh, of the impact of people hurting people. Uh, we want to make sure that that people are able to get in and out, do the, the intended job with as little consequence to the environment and the personnel. So the government's doing that. So right. how do I transport that into say, if if I'm waking up today and I don't feel like life's going in the right direction? I've achieved a, uh, some bit of success over uh-huh. here, but that, like that hauntingness of potential is there. Like I'm not all that I could be or I, I want to be. Mm-hmm. And how do I take this this idea of a process and learning tool and apply it to my life? Something I'd always, I've, I'd always loved was uh, in the Navy, we had uh, the PMS system. We would have to do preventative maintenance uh, on... on uh, in my case, electronics, radars, and, and radios, stuff like that. PMCS, we had it in the yeah, Army, too. Uh, we'd have to, uh, as part of a greater system, you know, that's a part of an entire QMS quality management system, which governs the entire ship uh, every, and all the property inside the ship, and we make sure that, uh, you know, that we're taking care of business according to plan to be able to get a desired result. We want to make sure that this is up to a certain level of, this system is up to a certain level of uh, operability as close to 100% as possible. 
And how do you and, do that in your life? Okay, so so, so from there, yeah. I've I worked uh, as an operator in a nuclear plant for about a year too. So I mean, that, that's nuclear code, which is another thing. You know, you can't you got to make sure that uh, you know, if a nuclear plant goes boom, a lot of people are gonna get hurt. We want to make sure that doesn't happen, right? Chernobyl or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, through the years, this is this is ongoing from World War II to uh, you know to to Ford. Uh, these are all lessons learned in manufacturing, and uh, so the engineers came up with what are called quality management systems. So basically, you have an in, uh, you have a desired output of a system, and behind the output, you have a series of inputs. And you want you you have to observe what your output is, and observe what you want your output to be. Compare the two, make changes to your system in order to get your output within the parameters of uh, of acceptability. So if uh, if we are uh, at a machinist. A machinist is making a particular uh, block, and it has to be within uh, 0.25, um, you know, millimeters of tolerance of, of, of diameter. Uh, every time we put them into a machine, it's it's going to be a little bit different. Every single time, nothing is perfect. No system is perfect. Even if you have a computer doing the machine, it's going to be uh, you know, it's a little bit off. Sounds like real life. Right. Nothing's so, ever. So we go in there, we measure and. Uh, if they're outside of, of, of tolerance, then you know they reject it. They go back to the system, uh, or you know an evaluation is made at that point. But uh, we want to identify all the inputs into the system, what things are measurable within the system, to and what can be manipulated and changed to change the output, to change the block, to change the diameter. You know what I'm saying? So you take these principles, and I'm kind of being long-winded with this, but you, if you, you take these principles of uh, of, of how a system works, you can set one up with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I want to ensure that I make my peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the with crunchy peanut butter. Make sure that the peanuts are spread evenly across the bread and the and the crunchy peanut. Now you're talking languages I hear again. We've moved from uh, the numbers know, to I, something I, I can get. I don't want to capture my audience. Uh, <laughs> I, I want my desired output to be uh, uh, strawberry jelly, uh, peanut crunchy peanut butter on top. I don't want it to be on the bottom. I don't want a, you know regular white bread. And there's a process that you can go from starting, shopping, sourcing ingredients, all the way to preparing it, uh, preparing it to make sure that you get the desired output. Which is protecting that six-pack. Correct, correct. Yeah, we, yeah. we always have an output. We want something, right? There's going to be something beneficial from the output. So uh, you take uh, this, this science of, of what a system is, and I kind of I would just apply it to the way that... that that we receive uh, energies from the world, the way we receive, um, we interact with other human beings. You know, we we because people are made of energy. We're all connected. We're, we're all energy. It really is that. True. But we are a, a system of inputs and outputs. You know, so uh, so our inputs are everything that we get from the environment and um, the way that the brain works. is everything built up from the time that we're young to the social schemata that get placed upon uh, upon who we are, uh, what we expect from the world, our expectations. Um, the way we react to fear, the way we react to uh, being satisfied, you know, all, all these things build up through the years. And the output's always evolving, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because so, yeah, uh, change is constant. Right, change is constant. So um, I went back and I had to dig deep psychologically into myself to figure out uh, what is my desired output? What do I want this output to look like? And you have to give yourself a fair analysis to You can't lie to yourself. What is my product right now? What is my output? Like you did with me with that song, and you're like, you just left me. Yeah, that hurt me, uh -huh. and I, I didn't want to hear that. Not from right. you. Yeah, but, I know, right? But, uh, but no, no we went back to the process. We have to be able to uh, to uh, be honest. About That's right. The because if, if I hadn't heard that, because right now it's right. a lot better at the end. Uh -huh. 
than it was. Right. Right. But it took short term pain for long term gain. But mm-hmm. and you had to break it down. I had to break it, me down by yeah. bit. Yeah. And yeah, and you did you did that with my song. You've done that with your life. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. But, uh, so ultimately, I had to look at myself. What do I want to be? And oh, I can I can see a, a, a thousand things. I want to live in the mountains. I want to have a cabin. I want to uh, ultimately, in every version of myself that I saw, which were possible, desirable outcomes, happy was all of them. In all of them, I wanted to be happy. Over again. So, so I, that's I had to, number one on the blackboard. Right. I had to sit back and realize what what does that even mean? What does it mean to be happy? Because you can say, I just want to be happy. But you, you can say that all day long. But if you yeah, know there's, what happy looks like, then you don't have a, a pathway there. You don't yeah. know what, what, that, what that possibly look like. And of course, that's always a changing thing too. You know, what happiness is, is, a, is a, an ever-evolving thing as well. But uh, yeah, you can't be, uh, you can't get there if you, can, if you can't identify what it is, where there is. And so, you, so you, you're not only identifying like, Happiness, but then you have to explore what happiness is. And you say, "Well, life can't just be about happiness because within this idea of happiness, there's food, right? There's a place to sleep. Sometimes there's that's Maslow's hierarchy needs, like we were talking about earlier. Talk to us about Maslow. Uh, I've been always get a little shady, but Maslow's hierarchy needs. You can Google it: M A Z L O W hierarchy. Spell that needs. All right, and uh, (laughs) essentially, it's a pyramid, and at the bottom is our basic needs as human beings. So I want to take uh, he, us in general as a uh, an input and output system. We get into from the world. We have two choices that we can make with, with what comes in. It can be uh, we have two basic human emotions. So let's start there: satisfaction and fear. Okay. So whenever we get input in from our environment, subconsciously our brain reacts: uh, Is this meeting my need, or is this keeping me from getting my need met? one of those basic two things so every bit of input that we get you know uh, we have to reflect on this every, every, every bit of input that we get from the system it, it's going to go somewhere and it's, it's going to produce an output mm-hmm. now, we, it goes through our system we, we hear it from, or we receive it from the environment it goes through our years and years of mama not holding us and mama uh, taking us off the uh, of the breast to uh, can I say breast? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. To to everything to the the schoolyard bully who physically who could physically uh, overpower you and, and, and enforce his will on you. Every every little thing that you have built up uh, that makes you who you are. Uh, you know, whenever we receive something from the world, it goes through all of those uh, protection mechanisms, all of those uh, satisfaction uh, uh, mechanisms. It, it goes through all this, and and our output is what psychologists call uh, our ego or, or, or it, right? The, 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 the ego is the way that uh, we manipulate our system in order to get what our needs, mm-hmm. what we want our output to be. And, and if we're... You, get, you think what I'm saying? I want oh, to yeah. identify I'm, that. I'm totally... So our, our ego is... Are y'all with us? Yeah, yeah. The ego is the entire system that we go through in order to get the output that we want to be, the id. We and, want that output. And the be. process right. is where ideas like Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. come into play because they're tools. When you, when you correct, if you look at Maslow's thing, just like to well, the, the baseline of it. The yes, baseline. if you look at it, just go like this is it. it. It really comes back in that that linear train you're talking about. We're here. We want to go there. Sometimes the needs are real simple. Like I need to eat right now. 
I need to not bleed. I need to not, not yeah, yeah, bleeding out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you do when somebody bleeds out? We got, you know, this lesson of somebody on there could tell us the seconds you're dead. Uh-huh. And so what you do is you put the tourniquet on, you stop the blood flow first, and then you do this. And then right. you, you know, it's like all these. You get basic needs met. That's it. Yeah. And then and you got to have treat pain later food treat and hurt and then right. pain and then the healing process. Mm-hmm. So it's a process. And that's why you use Maslow. And you did this in your life. Uh-huh. So, I yeah, I, I, like I, I've caught you. You're a bit of a scientist. You're a scientist on the guitar. You're, and it's not <laughs> yes. bad. It's not yeah, bad the processes sure. because you're also an extremely emotional individual mm-hmm. because you're not denying that part of yourself. No, no. That's, that's who I am. Talk to us about that, because there was a time, <coughs> in, like, um, we talked earlier today before we did this, that you said, you know, there was a time when I was denying my personal emotions, and I wasn't thinking about who I was. I was just, I was hurting so bad that I was using maladaptive practices mm-hmm. and thinking that they were, the, that was the end state, and it wasn't at all. So, uh, You know, just from a... Uh, you call it a thousand things, a, a lack of being loved. Ultimately, what it was, I was never satisfied with myself as a, as a human being, right? I wasn't There's satisfied. There's a lot of us there. Well, I think I, I think the majority, if not every single human being, has some bit of it inside, yeah. inside of their, their body, unless, you know, you completely lack any social self-awareness whatsoever. Uh, so, anyway. Well, okay, so so with the, with, the, with the loss of loving oneself, uh-huh. so... For a minute, like say I, I meet Kate, mm-hmm. and I want, I'm thinking, well, that's gonna like, if I had a girlfriend, I'll be okay. Yeah. Sure. And then I, oh. then I talk Kate into loving me, and maybe it's just sex. Uh-huh. And, and it wasn't in our case. We got married. We'd be married 20 years, something, which is almost unheard of today, to right. be still in love for 20 years. Like I feel like I'm the luckiest. Per- I can't believe she's sitting on the phone, you know, right now. <laughs> right. And um. <laughs> But I could have just easily said, like, it was all about sex. Or it was all about the fact that I walked into the room and people were like, holy crap, she's beautiful. It could have just been about that because I don't felt good about myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, in your story, you told me about earlier. Like, there was this boom, boom. Like, you, a minute ago, you said, well, I pull out the car, guitar to get what I wanted from the world. Uh, sure. Yeah, it was really, really easy to, uh, I didn't have to go through the, the emotions of other, uh, other, um, Social learnings, I guess I should say, in order to have to get the attention of the world, because uh, you know I could I could play and sing, and automatically I would get, oh man, wow, that's great, you did a good job, good boy, here's a biscuit, you know, and yeah, yeah, they think I'm good, and I didn't have to develop any other skills because I had this. Well, uh, how did that uh, lead you at the end of the know? day? Uh, it, how do, when is the end of the day? I mean, well, I mean, like you know, it, wore, it probably wore off pretty good, quick. Uh, sure, I mean. You know, like uh, like circus shows go. You know, you go, you can only watch the trapeze order so many times, so it's not really impressive. <laughs> the first time, it's really yeah, impressive. Right, right. Yeah, and then and then the trapeze yeah. show says, "Well, what you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe wow. we need to go do this, yeah. and then triple, we'll go do this. Triple somersault. Yeah. Yeah. Whoop! I've seen that right. right. <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that happens. You know, the world gives you that back. You know, the, the world gives you that feedback. Uh, so, eventually, what happened? So, uh, I ended up joining the, joining the military. Uh, I had a, an ex-wife, we just, we just didn't get along. Let's leave it there. We uh, both were broken people from from younger years. Uh, uh, after I got out, I ended up winning a, a singing competition. I forgot the Navy. I ended up winning the singing competition. And it, uh, it propelled my career. It allowed me to go play music on the road. And then all of a sudden, 
from years of being in a marriage where someone was telling me every single day that I wasn't worth a damn, I wasn't uh, wasn't good enough, or even me telling me telling this to myself that I wasn't worth a darn, I wasn't good enough. Now I'm going out in the world and I'm getting all this feedback from from the environment telling me just how how great I am, how amazing I am, all this uh, this love from strangers, so love. I want to put did, that did that fuck you up a little bit? Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it just like <clears throat> just like earlier in life, uh, I was I, I reverted back to doing the the simple tricks to get the simple quick reward. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense because like all of a sudden you're saying, this is out of me. And like when you didn't like throw me out of the room, I felt really good for a minute because you're saying. But I knew I was okay. Uh Even before we talked. I knew I needed more. Sure. But if I had based everything on your approval, I felt good for about five minutes, and you're gonna leave, go down the road, and do your thing, and then I'm gonna be stuck sitting here talking. Well, maybe I should drink myself silly mm-hmm. because I'm never gonna be somebody I'm not. But Bruce Springsteen's still just Bruce Springsteen. He, I like Bruce. He is like, right, but he's, but he's just a guy. He's just he, like me and you sitting on a couch somewhere. He gets sports and he's and, and, and has boogers. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just like, feet, just like the rest of us. I mean, yeah. and and it's so that was so what you were talking about. Is like I love the way you put it. It didn't work. I tried this and I tried that. And it was almost charmed. I mean, you got this incredible voice. You played bass. You played the piano. You played It's a Wonderful Life a few minutes ago. I felt like world, my, yeah. a wonderful world. I felt like my grandfather was in the room because he listened to that stuff growing up. And it, and it took me so many. Like, and I mean, you did that. And you and knowing it, this doesn't go to your head. You've had to work through that. We're like, okay, so I did this. This is just part of who I am. Mm-hmm. But it's like a gift and it's not just something like it's not just wealth for me to build my own little castle it's wealth for me to care for the kingdom of people out here who are also Correct. in pain and struggling because because you know you went all the way from the navy through this huge thing when it's pretty soon you're on a stage you're traveling all over the country right uh, well uh, the real traveling is going to be starting next month but uh, i have traveled the country you know yeah before you did but you weren't even you weren't yeah, you I hadn't a, I was experienced a, any self-actualization though uh, I mean, I thought I had at times, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a constantly constant reevaluation back thing. to the same process. But un- until I went through my oil and gas experience after that, until I was, I was given the tools on how to identify the process and how, how to superimpose those process, those process terminologies over my thought process and my input output system as a human. How did you get uh, that? Like you see, you were given them. How did you get it? Was it just like, well, I got a GI Bill. Going to show up at college. I've always been an, an, an inquisitive type of person. I, I, I've always been the uh, how, what, why, why does this work the way it Questions. does? You know, you're questioning things. I always, always been the question things. You know, uh, which we'll get to the church side of the venture thing for me in, in a second because I, I want to lay out lay out the foundation of how I got to. Um, so I want to go back to the system we were talking about earlier. That the output of that system. Um, I could never, I didn't have the knowledge of what it meant to be a healthy human being. You know, my parents didn't have the internet. You know, they didn't have the tools that I had available to me come MySpace time where I could, you know, observe every, every, all these other human beings and, and see their personality traits and what who's happy and who's not. You know, uh, I didn't know what it looked like to be a healthy human being. So I did not know what my target product was. Does that make sense? Yo, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. I didn't know what, what healthy me looked like. I didn't know what happy me looked like. I had I had definitions that uh, society had possibly given me. I need a car, that nice car, uh, and rims look you know look, look good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know you got to uh, uh, you know 
you need these clothes. Have so much you camo. Yeah, or yeah. you have to. Uh, you, shoes got to be such and such. Just certain things that the world gives you, or even parents tell you, no, you need to go out. You need to do this. You need to take care of. Uh, you need to get a job. You need to do is go. They're hiring out at the. Uh, you know. Yeah, the such and such. You know, all these different expectations from the world. You, but I didn't. I was unable to identify what happy, healthy. Because you didn't even have a voice. Is what you're saying? Oh, uh, at one time, like before the Navy, before the blues from that. No, that, not that, that voice. I mean, the voice in your head, like to give you direction. Like you had to discover who you were to hear right. yourself. Now I'm gonna use a term that you probably this sound, might sound really hippy dippy, but uh, third eye blind. I'm sure you've heard that before, right? Maybe able to step. Part of the van, okay. for sure. Right, right. <laughs> right. Totally. It's a concept from uh, from uh, that, that crossover area, area of Buddhism and Hinduism, mm-hmm. where um, you're able to step outside of yourself, open your eye, open the third eye, and give yourself an honest evaluation of who you are. That's the most important thing: evaluating the system. Yeah. You know, and uh, because you can't, you don't know where to start until you have totally. that evaluation. And you know, once you truly evaluate yourself, you're gonna see because we all know every single human being that you know is never always good and never sure. always always bad. So you get to evaluate the system, uh, your own system, and you're gonna find some really really good things that you got going for you. Every human being will, if they are honest with themselves, you have some skill that you can offer to the world, uh, offer to your community, offer to your partner, offer to one person something. You have something good about you. Uh, if you're able to step out and look at that is and be honest with yourself about what you don't have uh, about you that that isn't meeting your expectations your fair expectations of yourself your ideal you I like and that idea yeah, yeah your uh, you can see what all the inputs you can take a look at your the, the psychology of your mind how you deal with the with what you get from the world how you manipulate those things and how those things turn into the current you mm-hmm. you know and and change your, try to change those thought processes, try to change the, your reactions, try to change uh, uh, the importance and the value that you place on certain things uh, and put them into, into perspective in order to achieve the ideal you. At the end, I keep doing like this, like that's ideal me. I should be right here. I'm, I'm there. You are there. Uh, I'm working on it anyway. Well, I, I might mean, not be there tomorrow, but today, I feel it. And some and days I, we, I mean, it's up and down process. And I want to hit one thing real quick. Uh-huh. You said your parents didn't have the internet. And the weird thing is, like, you know, back then, this was impossible. What we're doing right here is impossible. Uh, 100% impossible. Everybody, you're looking at this stuff, you got the whole world at your fingertips. Look up Third Eye Blind. Look up... The word, not the band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Look up self-evaluation, self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Put those two words together. Self-actualization. Because that's when you said, I need to be right here, because I'm right here. I'm a self. How did you actualize that? Is what, what he's talking about. So I, want to, I want to bring the church side of the things into it. Okay. okay. So when, yeah, I, when yeah. I went up to, I was brought up Southern Baptist, so I'm sure the Baptist, you know, I'd, uh, I was one of their chaplains at one time. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. that? Really? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got it in your eye. <laughs> he, he talked to me like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have the money. I, my congregation just wasn't getting. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, you know, and like, there was all, always some great human beings in that oh, church. Yeah, you know, yeah there and, are. And, 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 and there's a lot of people trying to do good stuff. So, I mean, we just, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. 
There are. And We're uh, not junking yeah, Southern I don't, Baptists. I don't think we are either. There's some great you know? people that are Southern Baptists. Absolutely. And the organization can be good. What happens is we have these humans, humanity, uh-huh. this this problem of humanity. Right. We're all humans. And that's what you're going to go to. And let's mm-hmm. get, I'm going to get back to that because I don't you know. Well, uh, that's you know, I, I grew up that my faith had always waned and out of, um, of straight atheism to agnosticism to uh, Christianity. I even looked into Scientology and wants you to try to understand what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it that's that question. Back to, yeah, question. Back, I, just, I just want to know what's up. I want to know these answers. There's some, still to this day, there's some unresolved things about Christianity uh, with me, with my faith. But uh, now I moved up to, to Boulder, Colorado, and there's a... Uh, one of the oldest uh, Catholic churches, seminaries, what do you want to call them, like a, a place for priests to go to study, in the Rocky Mountains right there. And there's this, uh, I think, think, the oldest Buddhist uh, temple. There's a Buddhist college there. Uh, Juxtapositioning. Right, right, right. And they've been cross-pollinating these ideas, uh, uh, you know, the commonalities between the two through the years. And as you know, uh, Hinduism is a much older religion than uh, than, the, than Judaism, than the early, mm-hmm. the early church, the Moses days, uh, is what they say, anyways. But uh, some some people will will argue that. But there's some some common threads between the two, you know, that are uh, is a uh, you know the love, not love like uh like Rapunzel Rapunzel, not not love like Romeo Romeo, uh, not, not none of that stuff that that media has shown us. But love is like love for your fellow man. If uh, if my neighbor. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of myself as a tribal agricultural people, you know, sort of, or agricultural mm-hmm. people. My neighbor, uh, his son got attacked by a mountain lion, and now he doesn't have any help around the, uh, the farm anymore. And if you don't get your crops, you don't cut the town, you, 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 you're going to starve. Uh, at, whenever we finish with our stuff today, we're going to shore up our household, and we're going to get ourselves in a good situation. Uh, situ- we're going to work doubly hard, and we're going to go help him plow his field, and we're going to give him our labor. That's, that's love for your neighbor. Uh, you know, uh, that's that's real love. Ahava. That is a Hebrew powerful, word. Yeah, powerful, powerful word. Google that word. Uh, you know, so uh, and the, the Buddhists uh, speak of the same thing. You know, put put good images out into the world without expectation. You just do what you can, chew up your own life, help your fellow man, and uh, you go all the way forward to the Book of Matthew. It talks about uh, you know whenever you do good for people, you shut up about it, and you know. That God is going to bless you. The the Buddhism says the same thing. You know, you put good energies out into the world. Uh, you don't say, you don't really say anything about it. Don't pat yourself on the back of, uh, or don't go tell people about the homeless guy that you fed today. Yeah, I fed that homeless guy. You don't don't cash a chip into. If I tell him about what I've done, what what I did, that I fed this guy, then I've got my reward. That's it, right there. Yeah. And if I, I just just hold on to that positivity that you put on the world, don't don't cash your chips in just yet. It just wait. They, they, they multiply. Well, let's explore okay. that for one quick second. This multiplication, because uh-huh. veteran, you know, I'm doing this thing where I'm, we're getting stories. Uh-huh. I'm asking you to tell your story right now, like you know, and okay. and I'm asking all kinds of people to tell their stories because the telling of the stories is different than breaking my arm, and patting my back, isn't mm-hmm. it? Isn't there a huge difference between saying? Look at me. Well, it's, it's testimony. Rather than, yeah, it's, uh, let me share with you that I might help you because I've journeyed too. Right. It's uh, is it, I think the Bible even touches, talks about that. Yeah. Uh, a bit, right? About uh, it's it, you, you can, you can brag about your blessings. You know, especially if you're doing, you know, in, if you 
were earned blessed. Not so that you uh, earned so much, but it's like a, you can talk about your blessing. You can talk about the way that, that, uh, that God has been in your life, has interacting in your life. You can definitely talk about that. Testify. The, the thing that gets me is this morning we started out talking about a man that I keep hearing stuff over and over. He, he died yesterday. And um, I can't remember. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. That's Anthony yeah. Bourdain. That's right. And, um, and I can't remember the sergeant's name that, that committed suicide on Sunday. It starts with B. Uh, Chris, you talked about him in your interview. Um, it was one of his guys. People are dying every day. And you said to me, this is serious. And if we don't talk about living life and being realistic, it's hurting us. And it's so that is so different then look at me, look at me, look at me because I'm awesome and I got it all together. Because that person that's like that is not mm-hmm. does not have it together. And we need to talk and we need to share stories to care for one another so that even when you're cruising through life and, those, and you've worked on some self-actualization, you've worked mm-hmm. on self-realization, you have processes and systems set up to heal and to move forward, life still happens. And people Absolutely. hurt, man. 100%. I'm, and I'm still human too. And even though I may have this... This plan about what happens when something comes into me, like we're human. I have some deep buried self hate, deep buried, uh, you know, uh, mommy issues, daddy issues, whatever, you know, whatever. And they pop I, out. I, I, Sometimes they don't look so pretty. They don't. And, and 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 if you've already talked and people know your story, one of the things that can happen is they can go like, oh, something's off with Lance. Something's mm-hmm. off with Matt right now because I know his story. I know who he's about. Pull them aside and say, "Hey, you doing okay?" I mean, like, it's it's a way to to like help and heal. Thank you for joining us for part one of this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.